Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Jeremy B. White, um, we have the same name. Indeed. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to like uh, change it up. Maybe you can go by Mr. White. I think I got here first. All right, all right, you win. I'll uh, I'll, I'll just go by Siegel for this. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> so um, I'm Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch, and today, what had been a a fairly charmed political career is is now really uh, on the rocks. Jeremy B. White, who was at Politico first on the California recall election, and whether Governor Gavin Newsom could actually get kicked out of office. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you again for the privilege of your time, the opportunity to catch up, check in, and uh, discuss uh, where we are uh, with this pandemic. Uh, yesterday, I previewed an announcement. As with so much else in politics over the last couple of years, this really comes down to the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Gavin Newsom's management of that pandemic created a lot of frustration, particularly during that second lockdown in the winter of 2020. Certain sectors of the state we are now uh, requiring they close their indoor operations due to the spread of the virus. And that happened to coincide with um, the period in which people who wanted to recall the governor got a court extension to collect more signatures, and that helped them get across the finish line. It appears Governor Newsom will face a recall vote. Yeah, late this afternoon, the Secretary of State announced the recall effort has submitted enough valid signatures to qualify for an election. The effort has secured more than one... Voters are going to go to the polls to determine the governor's fate on September 14th, although mail ballots in this universal mail election are set to go out even sooner than that. So in terms of influencing people's votes and trying to communicate to voters, we really are in sort of the critical home stretch now. So we're in the critical home stretch. Um, and just this week, there's new polling showing that nearly half of voters in California, 47 percent, support recalling Newsom. I mean, I know we have to take polls with a grain of salt, but this is kind of unexpected, right? I think what this poll really shows is that it is going to be on the governor and his team to ensure that turnout is there among his base. Mm. This poll does show, the leaving aside the margin of error, it's 50% would not recall him and 47% would. So he would still beat it on those numbers alone. But the polls have shown for quite some time now that conservative opponents of the governor, unsurprisingly, are much more motivated to vote in this election. And so while Democrats vastly outnumber Republicans in California, mm -hmm. there is still some real risk for the governor here if he can't turn out his base in a way that matches the fervor of his opponents. And so I think this poll may be a bit of a wake up call uh, to that point. You know, the governor in some of his fundraising emails has sort of message to supporters don't get complacent. And I think this is more evidence for that. Well, yeah, I was going to ask, do you think Newsom himself is kind of freaking out? <laughs> I don't know that I could uh, <laughs> say the governor is freaking out. But, uh, you know, he has been very diligent about um, sort of downplaying the recall and saying he's focused on governing. So I doubt we're going to get him to admit uh, any sort of panic. 
But I do think, again, this this shows that there is um, an important task for the governor and that his stabilized poll numbers and the state's overwhelming Democratic advantage doesn't guarantee anything. You were talking earlier about how COVID and just like the weird frustration of this past year is kind of what led to the recall petition being successful. And now we're kind of at like another weird moment with the pandemic where like the Delta variant is surging. State leaders, Newsom included, health experts, they're reconsidering public health guidance because of this. And I mean, Newsom just announced that he's mandating vaccines for healthcare workers and for state workers. Um, we've seen cities like Los Angeles reinstate mask mandates. Do you think all of this could hurt Newsom? Like, do you think we could see people getting again frustrated by the pandemic leading into the recall vote? It's a complicated picture. Certainly, I think there is some political peril here for the governor, given that these types of restrictions and frustration over them really was what propelled this thing to the ballot. On the other hand, clearly a lot of these rising transmission rates are connected to unvaccinated Californians. And so if you think about who is going to be influenced to vote by coronavirus restrictions, um, the governor's base, more liberal voters have, for the most part, gotten vaccinated. So if you're a conservative who's already mad about restrictions, um, you know, Los Angeles instituting a mask mandate is probably only going to cement your resolve mm. as opposed to liberal or centrist voters sort of deciding to um, punish the governor for what's happening uh, with the Los Angeles mask mandate, state workers needing to get vaccinated. The question is really, will they fault Gavin Newsom for this or will they fault some of the same folks who have driven the recall? It's it's a less clear picture. Um, one thing that is clear is that the governor is really not interested in doing another lockdown, another statewide mask mandate. As you said, he did come out and require vaccines for state workers and healthcare facilities. I don't get the sense he has much interest in going further than that. I think it's clear that the governor would love nothing more than for enough people to get vaccinated that we could just move on. So we've been talking a lot about Newsom because he's the person facing a recall election. But I mean, if he's recalled, that means that somebody else will be becoming governor of California. Who is challenging him here and what should we know about them so there are going to be 46 people on that ballot all um, right that's a pretty big ballot that's right although i will tell you that's about a third of the size of the list of candidates who ran in the 2003 recall which arnold schwarzenegger ultimately won huh. and it's also about half of the um number of candidates who filed statements of intention to run in this hmm. one so believe it or not it's actually smaller than it could have been um within that list of almost 50 candidates, I would say there's about a half dozen Republicans who were seen as being in the top tier. Uh, former San Diego mayor Kevin Falconer. If we don't make California more affordable and more livable quality of life, homelessness, uh, we're not going to see that positive change at the top. And so what this recall is all about is really Gavin Newsom's failures to address these topics 
head on. Former Congressman Doug Osi, businessman John Cox, who was the governor's opponent in the 2018 election. It is one of the most bizarre campaign stunts that we can remember. A bear being hauled around and used as a prop in the push to recall Gavin Newsom. Recall the beauty and elect the nicest, the smartest beast you've ever met. John Cox. Assemblyman Kevin Kiley and uh, the late entry conservative talk show host Larry Elder. Well, Robe Ragers, you asked me to do it, so I am going to do it. I'm entering this campaign to recall this smug, corrupt governor, Gavin Newsom. Who has really generated some enthusiasm since getting into the race. Uh, Larry has been on the air for quite a while. He has um, an audience and some followers. And so in in a very muddled field, he has managed to make... um, a splash and raise quite a bit of money since getting in not that long before the deadline to file. Hmm. Caitlyn Jenner did get uh, quite a bit of attention uh, when she came into this race. She's well known, um, but the the polling numbers um, just have never shown her really kind of catching fire or showing momentum. Um, and so never say never, but I, I don't think many folks think she is the most likely person uh, to become governor if Gavin Newsom gets recalled. I know... You probably hate predicting things as a journalist, but I, Mr. Siegel, am going to ask you, Jeremy B. White, if you had to predict right now what ends up happening in September, is Gavin Newsom remaining the governor of California? I will predict that Gavin Newsom remains the governor, but I will say this recent polling we've gotten showing the race tightening up um, has a good chance of making me look like a fool. <laughs> that said, I will I will put a couple bucks on Gavin Newsom remaining governor. All right. Jeremy B. White, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. Also today, the White House is facing increasing pressure from Democrats in Congress to extend the federal eviction ban before it expires this weekend. The last-minute debate about whether to renew the moratorium a fifth time comes as the U.S. faces growing uncertainty about the impact of a resurgence in COVID cases due to the highly transmissible Delta variant. The CDC said in June that it was extending the eviction ban until July 31st for what officials intended to be the last time. But the U.S. is now poised to resurrect some pandemic-related restrictions that could impact the economy leading some lawmakers to call for an extension. And Senate spending leaders have clinched an agreement to provide more than $2 billion to fill the waning budgets of the Capitol Police and National Guard after months of strain following the January 6th insurrection. The package includes more than a billion dollars for the Department of Defense and $100 million for the Capitol Police, with bolstered salaries and funding to upgrade windows and doors throughout the Capitol, as well as install new security cameras. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he wants to pass the measure this week, but the support of at least 10 Republican senators is not locked in yet. If lawmakers don't act fast, the Capitol Police will have trouble paying salaries starting next month, and the National Guard will have to cut training. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to subscribe to Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet. And if you can, leave us a rating and review. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.